the commands of the apostles. 47. Manage your households well. How do we define manage? What does it mean to manage a household? The word is fraught with potential misunderstanding. Are we to imagine that Paul envisioned the husband and father as a CEO whose duty it is to run the home with the authority and efficiency of a business, turning the family into the proverbial well-oiled machine? What kind of model is that of the Godhead, the ultimate ideal of which the earthly family is intended to be the human representation? Related questions come storming at the gates of our minds. Is the husband to manage the wife? Wives won't like that. Is the mother to manage the young people? They won't like that. Who manages the husband and father? How quickly we bristle at the idea of being managed only reveals how deeply the lie of independence from the garden remains humanity's cancerous Achilles' heel. Or are we talking about financial management? Or a house that is clean and tidy with food always on the table? Was Paul talking administratively, organizationally, or relationally? This command is filled with landmines for modernity. Once we begin to pick at the edges, nobody is going to find it pleasant, except perhaps authoritarian men. What makes these family commands most difficult is that we live, as mentioned earlier, in a culture ruled by the principle of doing what is right in our own eyes. We live in a manage-less environment, not a well-managed one. Wives resent being managed, so they do what is right in their own eyes. Sons and daughters resent being managed. Not wanting to engage in constant bickering and argumentation, parents give in and allow them to do what is right in their own eyes and it is in men's nature to do what is right in their own eyes, and therefore because management in families is as odious to modernity as submission, everyone does what is right in his or her own eyes. Christian families universally disregard this command up and down the spectrum of responsibility, from husbands and fathers to wives and mothers to sons and daughters. In the trenches of real life, there are no simple solutions to the selfishness, rebellion, and independence that are so endemic to family life in our day. Judy and I have struggled with these dichotomies and uncertainties in our family for 40 years. More than at any time in my life, after more than four decades as a husband and father, I labor under the burden of having been a poor manager of my household. I have managed our finances adequately. Judy has kept an orderly, clean, hospitable home. We manage businesses and a home school. But did we manage our household well? This raises a question on the flip side of the command. Is it a father's or mother's fault that a son or daughter does not follow the values and spiritual training they have tried to instill? Surely, in some cases, the roots of rebellion can be traced to a lack of healthy parental models. Yet even in well-managed homes, where influences have been sound 
wisdom taught, and example consistent, rebellion nevertheless erupts to fracture families. Are fathers and mothers to be condemned whenever honor, respect, and godliness of character are lacking? At what point does command number 45 move to center stage? When does accountability shift from manager to managee? Such questions have become more probing and heart-wrenching in our own time, when rejection of core biblical perspectives among Christian young people has never been higher. Who is responsible? Church leaders? Parents? Or young people themselves? It may take the perspective of history, looking back on our time, to determine an answer. Let us have no provoking of one another. Galatians 5.26 Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Ephesians 6.4 Fathers, do not provoke your children, lest they become discouraged. Colossians 3.21 A bishop must manage his own household well, keeping his children submissive and respectful in every way. Let deacons manage their children in their households well. 1 Timothy chapter 3, verses 4 and 12. Appoint elders who are blameless, married only once, whose children are believers. For a bishop, as God's steward, must be blameless, a lover of goodness, master of himself. Titus chapter 1 verses 5 through 8. From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips. Read by Michael Kimball. More information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.